Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, it's the breakfast huddle. Time now for why it matters. It matters because everyone's talking about cryptocurrency. A lot of government bodies also seem to be looking at ways to regulate them. While cryptocurrency regulation indeed can be a controversial topic, many experts are saying that crypto investors, in fact, should welcome regulation. Yeah, so in comes uh, U.S. President Joe Biden, who recently announced that he'll sign a much-anticipated executive order, uh, which ensures responsible development of digital assets. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so some investors met the news with enthusiasm, and that sent the crypto market rising pretty much across the board. The order covers a wide range of issues across the landscape, including the protection of people and businesses interacting with cryptocurrencies, to maintaining financial stability, also to responsible innovation and opening access to the financial system. So the question we're asking this morning is, will Biden's executive order on cryptocurrency help or hurt the scene? Let's find out more from Felix Moha, who is Chief Technology Officer, Crypto Fight Club. Felix, good morning. How are you? Good morning, everybody. All good on my side. Crypto Fight Club, you guys, uh, a new NFT-enabled game which allows players to battle one another or compete in championships, uh, kind of similar to the popular trading card games from the 1990s, but instead of cards, you fight with NFTs. I mean, tell us how this works. Correct. So actually, we have evolved the project a little bit more. The NFT character in-game items and that we're also building our own metaverse. So you can walk around, interact with other players, multiplayer components and complete quests in a PvE and PvP game. What got you into all of this, Felix? I mean, what sparked your interest in crypto and NFT enough for you to set something like that up? Um, I used to work in the financial world, uh, in the banking world, and also in the legal field. And I've been actually in crypto since 2016. Um, I didn't like how the financial systems worked back then. And I think crypto offers a quite revolutionary uh, place to actually have a bit more freedom and also give more creativity. And I love to space how, how it evolves over time. Like um, one year in crypto is like 10 years in the real world. Hmm. One year in crypto, three years in the real world. That's interesting. Sounds like a life of pets. Let's talk about U.S. President Joe Biden's executive order on a cryptocurrency. Tell us what you understand of this and your own reaction to it. I think in general it's good. I think I wrote a piece on it about myself that we actually published on our website as well. Um, overall, I think it's very good. Like The more regulations are coming in, I think we're coming... The regulations have been coming in since 2015, 2016. And I think putting consumer protection first is always a big thing. That was also a big part of the executive order from Biden together with getting rid of illicit activity in the space. So as the space grows, I think consumers need to be more protected. They need to be more comfortable interacting with these new technologies. And you also need to, to look after them. Like, um, there's still an enormous amount of, of scams, of rug pulls. So I think everybody in the crypto space is actually welcoming these, uh, these regulations coming out of the U.S., coming out of Europe, and we're actually looking very much forward to it. I do hear similar views. A lot of people saying that regulation would imbue crypto with legitimacy. Others might say, though, that the origins of crypto 
it's steeped in its ability to be free of financial intermediaries, right? And government agencies, its autonomy and transparency. So what's the balance here between regulation and staying true to what crypto was meant to be? Um, I, I think it needs to be a, be a bit of both. Um, so as we've seen now in Russia, a lot of people are actually starting to use cryptocurrency as um, there are more and more sanctions coming and people don't have uh, possibilities of interacting with the outside world. But at the same time, these things also need to be regulated. We have an enormous amount of stable, stable coins coming out lately. So a stable coin is basically where one stable coin is representing one U.S. dollar. And obviously these things need to be backed. They need to be functioned properly to maintain the peg. So regulations will come in and they have to come in as well as more and more people interact with them and actually use them instead of the traditional uh, banking world. You talk about more and more people using them. Uh, this morning, we were sharing a story about how uh, the gaming industry uh, is trying to get more into the metaverse, you know, Epic and Lego merging. Uh, and then you've got Roblox trying to build a metaverse where people can work and play. And, you know, it's fueled by its own economy, uh, Robux. That's its own in-app currency. Could you share with us how all of this would work, the blockchain and the metaverse together? So as more and more people are spending increasing time in the metaverse, so Facebook and Instagram were the first instances of a metaverse where you have a 2D environment with an infinity scroll and you can keep on going. And now obviously Facebook rebranded to Meta and it's all evolving into a more interactive 3D space where you host your own avatar. And once you have these, these digital worlds, what you would need is ownership and obviously also a currency. So what all of these metaverses are doing now is basically you have NFTs which represent digital ownership within these worlds, be it um, IP law, be it also items, that they can trade them in this free economy within the metaverse. And obviously they have also introduced their own currency for people to interact. So if you want to buy something in the metaverse, you want to have a service, you want to travel throughout the metaverse, you will need to pay in that digital currency. So considering all of this, the broader blockchain sector is an issue here, right? And uh, President Joe Biden's order on that particular sector, that whole sector, I'm sure would have some ripple effects as well moving forward. What are some of the red lines for you personally when it comes to regulating the sector as a whole? What would be too much? So one of the things that has faced a lot of opposition right now is a new law that came out of the EU where pretty much unhosted wallet need to be KYC. So the way it works right now is that everybody can create a uh, wallet. Most of them are using MetaMask or some of them are using hardware wallets like Ledger. And pretty much anybody can set them up and they are pseudo-anonymous, so they're not connected to your name. And what the EU now wants to do is that, say, pretty much any wallet that exists out there needs to be associated with um, KYC and DID. So normally what happens is only hosted wallets, or if you're using a custodian, you're using a digital cryptocurrency exchange, these are mostly regulated institutions and they need to do KYC and AML on their consumers. And outside of that, these unhosted wallets are pretty much just used by consumers without their identification. Now, what's coming out and what's facing a lot of opposition from the crypto community is that every single wallet needs to be KYC, every single transaction needs to be accounted for. What it is compared to a lot is pretty much, let's say, 
is you would pay your rent and you would pay a thousand US dollars for your rent and you would need to report that every time you're paying a thousand US dollars anywhere and it, it's recorded somewhere. So that's one of the things that generally from the community is now being rejected. Uh, Felix Moha, who is Chief Technology Officer, Crypto Fight Club, is on the line with us. We are talking about uh, Joe Biden's executive order on cryptocurrency. Will it help or hurt the scene? I suppose a buzzword that comes into play when it comes to hurting the scene, Felix, is privacy. Uh, what are your thoughts on privacy in the crypto world? In terms of privacy, it is actually a big thing that's coming now. And so not just in the crypto world, but everywhere. I've also just released the new iOS, uh, which puts a big emphasis on privacy from the consumers as well. Since last year, it's very hard for apps like Facebook and Instagram to track their consumers. And a lot of consumers opt out actually of being tracked. Now, this trend is also extending into the cryptocurrency space. Um, normally Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies are built on an open ledger, so everybody can see the transactions that are happening. But there is a way of disguising basically and breaking the link in the chain, and it's called zero-knowledge proof. And it's actually a trend that's now coming also in the crypto space where it is no longer an open ledger, but rather people can opt out for having more privacy in their financial transactions. This is uh, ZK Snark, is that what it's known as? Right, yeah, correct. What other trends are there on the horizon that people ought to take note of that would protect them as well as allow them the freedoms to do what they need to do? In terms of protection, what we had is a lot of people were fascinated by the whole decentralized financial system. So a lot of uh, programs, let's say, in the crypto space are... Um, actually just they're not run by, by middlemen, they're not run by people, it's just pure code. So a lot of people are actually having put more trust into that, that you have code which has been audited by a official security company in the space and that you don't need to trust basically another party, you don't need to trust anybody, it's just you directly interacting with a program and the program can only do what it is meant to do and then the auditor guaranteeing that it's basically no backdoors, no admin keys and so forth. So I think the whole concept of what was or what crypto was designed initially to do it is coming more and more true so that it is a decentralized process. Mm. Uh, Felix, just a final question for you. I mean, looking ahead, of course, we're still at early uh, stage here. Are there any other regulatory concerns we should watch out for? I mean, there's still this idea of volatility. Does that change just because you have regulation? No, I think markets are going to stay volatile. That applies to traditional financial markets. I mean, we've seen the, the S&P shaking quite a bit. We've seen the DXY coming up a bit. Um, the dollar gaining a lot of um, strength, but also inflation coming up. And the same thing has applied in, in crypto. I mean, Bitcoin has had, I think, six dips ranging from 50 to, I think, 98% of the time. Um, which sometimes even represented worse losses than the dot-com bubble. But what was fascinating about it is that, for example, Bitcoin always bounced back and always made new all-time highs after having such drops. So I don't think the volatility is going to die. I think it's going to become less volatile. But I think it's still going to be in these four-year cycles where Bitcoin goes into a bull market, comes back down, and then goes on to make all-time uh, new all-time highs. 
Thank you very much for that, Felix. Felix Moore, Chief Technology Officer at Crypto Fight Club. Thanks for joining us today. You stay safe and take care, Felix. Thank you, guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.